It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. All right, good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar. I am filling in for Pastor Ed today. And we are taking your calls, so please feel free to call in with your questions. Text us with any questions you may have. You can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text at 720-336-0897. We're here live on Grace FM in Denver and in the Front Range in Colorado Springs, and we're also now expanded to Hope FM in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Maryland. I want to welcome all our callers from Hope FM today. So go ahead and give us a call, shoot us a text message, any questions you may have. I am the pastor at Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, and um, just want to be here for you today and, and answer any questions you may have and see any prayer requests that you may have come before you this morning and sorry, this afternoon. I'm just today thinking about wisdom in my own life, and you know, um, I, I do a little two-minute teaching devotional on Facebook, and today... Uh, did one on, on wisdom and, and the importance of wisdom in the life of the believer, and just thinking about how God gives wisdom freely to everyone who asks. And what a blessing it is, what a blessing that is to know that he will give us wisdom when we ask him. And, you know, looking in, in James, it, it says that God gives liberally to all who ask him for wisdom. And so maybe you're in a spot in your life right now where you're just feeling like, man, I, I really don't know what to do in this situation. I don't know which way to go. Maybe you've got a, a, a job choice in front of you or a career choice and, and you're really just feeling that lack of wisdom. Well, you know, God gives you a promise that he gives liberally and without reproach to all who will ask him in James 1. So if that's where you're at, man, take, take a couple minutes and just come before the Lord and ask him, Lord, I need wisdom in this situation. And You know, by all means, call in today. I, I'd love to pray with you and talk through those things with you. So I'm gonna take a quick look here See if we have any text messages come in. Don't have anybody on the lines just yet. Got open lines. All right, I've got a text message that just came in from Gary. Gary and his wife's name is Yolanda. Um, he's saying he's having some difficulty in his, in his marriage. And so I just want to pray um, over, over Gary and for his wife, Yolanda, and also over uh, just marriages in general. And you know, marriage is a, a challenging, challenging thing. Um, it, it's one of the hardest things that we go through as people, but it's also a, a way that God really works in our lives. And so let's come before the Lord right now. Lord, we just pray for Gary and for the, the marriage that he has with his wife. Lord, we pray for peace over them. We pray for your grace in their relationship, Lord, that you would bring comfort to them that you would encourage them. Um, I pray that they would take the time and the effort necessary to love each other well. And we lift them up to you now in Jesus' name. All right, take a look here, see if we have any other ones that have come in. Again, feel free to call us today, 303-690-3000 or text at 720-336-0897. All right, here's one right here. Had a text message just come in. Where in the Bible does it specifically state the secret rapture or life will continue seven years after our Lord comes again? Um, it's kind of two separate questions there a little bit, but when we look at the rapture, the word rapture actually isn't found in the Bible. You don't see the specific word 
rapture, but that's a, it comes from a Latin word which means to catch up or catch away. And we get the idea from several places throughout Scripture. Excuse me. Several places throughout Scripture. But what we see when we look at the rapture is not a specific timeline that starts in one place and reads right through. You see hints of it here and there as God was revealing to his saints the idea of the rapture. And so um, when we look at that, what you need to do is look at the, the, the places where it talks about God coming, Jesus Christ coming back for the second coming, and the catching up. And so one of those is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And you see in verse 13 through 18, right here, it says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. That's where we get our word for rapture, that catching up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with, his, with these words. And so that's, that's the idea of where we get this, this idea for rapture and what the rapture is, that catching up being always with the Lord. And we get from, from several other scriptures um, the, the implication that that's going to be before the seven-year tribulation that you see in the book of Revelation. All right, so looking here, we've got line one from Greeley, um, a question on adultery in the Bible. So um, line one, you're on here now. This is an anonymous question. All right, so thank you for taking my call. Um, recently, my spouse has uh, revealed to me that there's been a, a few affairs in our marriage, and um, and that you know she's completely riddled with guilt. And I am completely willing. I have completely forgiven her. I want her here. I want us to go to to work on it. I want us in marriage counseling. I signed us up for the next Love and Respect conference coming up there in Aurora. Um, all of these things and the advice that she's being given is that a separation is a good thing and that some of the advice that she's get uh, is being given I don't I've, I've, I'm looking and I, I don't really see any of that advice in the Bible that we should separate and that there should be that I, I don't know just, so I, I guess what my main question is is do I have to I'm not going to keep her against her will but do I have to willingly biblically accept a separation? You know, um, there's really not anywhere in the scripture that, that encourages a separation in a marriage. And I, I think specifically in your situation, it's probably not a good idea. The, the one place that people might look at to say, you know, um, uh, that, that you should have a separation is only found in 1 Corinthians 7. And actually what it's talking about is not not a separation in the sense that 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 you're talking about, but it says in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 5, do not deprive each other, speaking specifically of, of sexual relations, don't deprive each other except with consent and for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again. So that's the only yeah. idea of any sort of separation that we see in marriage in the scriptures. Um, and, and I don't know, really think, and, and that's what I, and that's what I'm seeing too, and that could, because that's what was presented to me, and I'm reacting so ridiculously, I guess, when I say like, no, this is nuts, but 
um, that's the verse that exactly was thrown to me. And so when I went and looked at it, I said, I, I'm pretty sure they're talking very specifically about the marital relations and not complete separation of marriage while one person goes and finds themselves. Right. I, I absolutely 100% agree with you on that. I think um, that, that that verse is specifically referring to taking time to able to, to be able to pray and focus on the Lord. And that's it's almost like a fast, if you will. Okay. Um, so it, it'd be more uh, along the lines of a fast from sexual intimacy in your relationship. And so um, I wouldn't say that that would be something that, that, that would apply in your situation. And, and I don't think, especially with this situation, if there was anything like a separation, it, it wouldn't be coming from the other side. And so I, I think the situation that you're in, there's really no reason for that. I think that actually that could bring further harm to your relationship, especially the spot that you're in and desiring reconciliation and, um, you know, moving forward in your relationship. And I and, and, and I agree. I, and I just one follow up on on that, if I may, just real quick. A lot of people are also suggesting that we need this separation time so we can focus solely on ourselves because we can't be any good for each other if we're so broken. And I don't see what I and I, I, I and I kind of hold the stance to where our marriage I feel is more important than our own individualism. I'm being asked to be think of myself more and to not be with my family as much and to not only think of my wife. And this just seems so counterintuitive to what I've ever been taught in, in church and what I read in the Bible. Uh, do you, would you agree or disagree with maybe the statement that taking care of ourselves is more important than taking care of our marriage? No, I mean, I, I think that we see over and over again in Scripture that we're to esteem others as better than ourselves. We are to look out for others before we look out for ourselves in a sense. And so um, I, I think that what you're hearing is a lot of worldly wisdom, a lot of worldly thought process that people are, are coming and they're, they're well-intentioned. So don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. All these people, all this advice is coming from people within the church. I know their hearts yeah. are good. And on a therapy level, it probably makes sense. But if our number one thing is we took God out of our relationship, our number one reconciliation thing is to bring him back in and follow his word to the T, regardless of what else might be good ideas, but it's not in Scripture. It's not there. Right. I think Absolutely. we'll always be searching to try to fix something, but unless we finally submit and do it black and white and take the advice that's being given to us from Christian counsel who knows, then I, I think we're continually going to fight and be lost. Right. And, you know, I think that I think that the things that you mentioned that you have a desire to do are exactly what you should be doing. Um, if you if you really are in the spot of seeking reconciliation, pressing in and really dealing with some of these issues is what you guys should be doing. So you should be going to, to that love and respect conference. That's great. You should be um, getting engaged in some counseling together and talking through those things. And um, you know, praise God that, that he's given you that, that heart to be able to, to stand in that position and to look for healing in your relationship. I think that um, pressing in, though, is, is the right response here. Man, I really appreciate it. I want to work. I want to show that I'm doing everything possible. And I think this is also going to show, you know, a lot of leadership that I've been lacking, a lot of initiative, a lot of the things that, you know, they, uh, they, they say women find attractive. And like, we've been married 13 years and have three kids. And, uh, you know, there's, so I think this is a, it sucks that we're here, but I think it's a good time to 
kind of shine a little light by glorifying God and just sticking to his word and saying, no, this is what it is. And I can't control you, but I am living by this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, it's such a, such a hard thing that you guys are going through and, and um, uh, I'd like to pray for you before we get off the Please. line. But I think I think that it really sounds like like your heart is in the right spot with moving towards Jesus, and that's really where you guys need to be at. And and as you move towards Jesus, you have to do that together. You know, it's not you individually going your own way and saying I'm going to go and and press towards the Lord. If you're going to remain married, that means pressing in together in that. And so um, I, I I think that. I think that it sounds like your wife really wants reconciliation as well, which is good. I think I I think so. I think so. And you know, I've, I've recently been accused of you know like looking too much into stuff. And so this is just step one, not just going off of what I feel, but you know, getting some check and balance and call in and kind of bounce some ideas off another Christian and kind of see them. Oh, where do we stand? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, do you, do you guys have a, a Christian counselor lined up that you can you can meet together with? Yes, I sure do. I'm meeting on Saturday. I'm meeting with my pastor individually until that time. Okay, okay, that's good. And I and I I think all that to say, I don't think that you should give up individually. I think you meeting with your pastor solo is a great idea as well, so that you can kind of process through some of what's happened to you in that. Definitely. Um, but, Definitely. But I do think it's important to do it together as well, not just to kind of each go your own way and then try to get back together later. So um, well, let me go I, ahead. Thank you so much. If you wouldn't mind praying for me, I can just keep on pressing on, pressing on. Absolutely. Let, let me lift you up. Lord, I just thank you for my brother here. I thank you for his heart just to honor you with this relationship, Lord, even though he's dealing with such pain and hardship right now. What a hard thing, Lord. Um, I just pray that right now you come and you bring him peace, that you give him the endurance that he needs to be able to uh, face the challenge in front of him, Lord. Lord, I pray for his wife, Lord. I know um, as she's come, she's she's been broken, she's confessed. I pray that as she has repented of this, Lord, that, that she'd be able to move forward, pressing into you, and that you would just bind them together, Lord, that this would be something that would drive them deeper into their relationships with you and in their relationship with each other. And I just pray that you would bring great witness through this, this ordeal that they're going through. And um, pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking my call. All right. Thank you for your call. All right. We are live here on Grace FM and also on Hope FM in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. And want to invite you to call in and any questions you have about the Bible. If you'd like prayer for anything, we'd love to pray with you. That today you can call in at 720, or sorry, you can call in at 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897. Line two is up next with Amber. Amber, you're on Calvary Live. Hello, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, wonderful. Um, I just have a prayer request um, for my brother, actually. Um, He's really struggling, going through a difficult time with his significant other and uh, their little girls. Um, his significant other has kind of been heavy. Well, I shouldn't say kind of. He, she's been heavy into drug use, and I think now it's starting to get to the point where he feels he's in over his head. And us as a family, we're trying to really be there to support him. But uh, unfortunately, he's not a Christian, and he doesn't believe in Jesus Christ or God or anything of that matter. And 
I just, aside from all of that, I, I hope that we can lift him up in prayer and maybe hope that he can find his way to Christ and, you know, and, and, and help really help him find solutions to all the issues he's dealing with because I, it, it's really beginning to affect him as a person, as a father, and it, it's definitely leaking down to his girls. And it's just so concerning as my, you know, being his older sister and their, you know, their aunt. And, of course, I do all I can. But, again, you know, I there's only so much I can do, you know. So if, if we could just pray for him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, here's just a, a little bit of hope for you right now in the situation as well. Sometimes, the, when, when, especially when a non-believer goes through situations like this, it can be the thing that points them and draws them into the Lord, you know, and so that's going to be my prayer, yes. that, that this situation will be what points him towards Jesus, and so um, let's, come, let's come before the Lord together and just lift, lift him up, um, and I, I don't have his name. Would you like to share his name, or do you want to keep it anonymous for now? Um, I, I would like to keep it anonymous. Okay, that's fine. Absolutely. Well, well, God knows. Absolutely. So let's let's come before the Lord. Lord, I just lift up Amber's brother to you. And just as he doesn't have a relationship with you, Lord, he doesn't know you. I pray that this situation that he's going through with his significant other and um, kids and drug use and the different things that are going on, Lord, in his life. I pray that you would use this situation to draw him closer to you, Lord, to draw him into that relationship with you, Lord. I pray that that the brokenness of the situation he finds him in himself in, Lord, would would reveal to him his need for a savior, would reveal to him the reason that you came. And Lord, I pray for Amber that you would just give her the words to share with him, that you would give her the place in his life to speak your truth to him and to, to encourage him and point him towards you, Jesus. Lord, we just pray, we pray, we pray for his salvation, Lord. We pray that you would break down those walls that he's got up in his heart, that you would reveal to him your goodness and your love for him. And we pray all these things together in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You have a wonderful afternoon. You also. Absolutely. All right. We are here on Calvary Live. My name is Pastor Nate Morris. I am the senior pastor at Calvary Belmar over in Lakewood. And we are live here on Grace FM in the Front Range. That's Colorado Springs, Fort Collins, Denver, Lakewood, Wheat Ridge, Arvada, all up and down the Front Range. We are also now broadcasting on Hope FM in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. And so I want to welcome any of you callers as well from the East Coast. Would love to have you call in and join us today. You can call 303-690-3000 or text us today at 720-336-0897. Next up is Ben. Ben, welcome to Calvary Live. Hi, Pastor Nate. I have a question. Uh, I, I go to your church once in a while. I live kind of far, but I, I have an aunt that lives by you. I go, and I love your ministry. You're, I thank you so much. Um, but I have a niece that's in, in uh, Chihuahua, Mexico, and I always hear you talking about your missionary church down there, and I keep forgetting to ask you when I do go to your church, how can I get my niece to get in contact with your church in Chihuahua, Mexico? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, well, I'm glad that you can visit with us anytime you're over here. Next time, come up and say hi. I'd love to meet you. But we, uh, we do. We have some missionaries that we sent out, and they actually, they're in Chihuahua State, but um, the, the, the mission that they work in is called Casa de la Esperanza, and um, it's in Anahuac, which is a small town in Chihuahua. Um, but let me see if I can find their 
um, web address here real quick. It's in... Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? I, the web address for the ministry that they work with, which is um, they're planting a church there in Anawak. They have um, a number of orphans that they serve, and they have a school. It's um, Casa de la Esperanza, and the web address is ahouseofhope.com. A house of hope.com. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So a house of hope.com. You can give that web address to her, and there's contact information on there that she can get a hold of them as well. Um, but I'm sure they'd love to have her drive up and visit sometime, definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Meeks. Yeah, God absolutely, Ben. And uh, yeah, you as well. All right, I'm going to take a quick look here at the text line and see if we had any text questions come in today. Let's see. Okay, yeah, we've got a few more that have come in. Here we go. Let's see. Okay. Let's see here. Okay, so here's here's a, a, another um, prayer request question that's kind of come in relating to marriage. And... Um, there, there's a, a man here named Scott who call, who texted in and said he's been married in June, then separated in October, and for the past two weeks have not spoken, um, praying for reconciliation and wisdom to know his will for our marriage, but I'm unsure of what he may be telling me. Please help pray for us. Okay, so um, brother, absolutely would love to pray for you. And just as I said earlier from the book of James, you can cling to that promise of God that he will give you wisdom. Absolutely. And just as you're in this time of, of separation, man, I encourage you to move back beyond that and, and press in together as quickly as you possibly can. But I'm going to pray for you for wisdom right now. Cling to that James 1. And um, I, I know that God can bring incredible things through the situation you find yourself in. And so, Lord, we come together and lift up Scott and his wife to you, Lord, as they were recently married. And then now they're dealing with some rough times. Lord, I pray that you would bring just in complete and utter reconciliation in their relationship, Lord. And just as they've not spoken for the past couple of weeks, Lord, I pray that you would bring, uh, that you would just break both of their hearts for each other and for the commitment that they've made to each other before you pray that you'd bring healing in their relationship, Lord, that they would both have that wisdom from you that you've promised to those who will follow you, Lord. And just as Solomon came and prayed and asked for wisdom above all else, Lord, and you bless that, I know that you will bless that prayer for them as well. So I pray that each of them would be doing that, that they would, that they would make that request before you and receive that wisdom to press forward in their marriage. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And Scott, if you're listening, um, I I'd encourage you to, to, to find out what the, um, or to find out the, the times and the information about the upcoming uh, marriage conference at Calvary Aurora. They're having the Love and Respect Marriage Conference. I think you guys should really go to this. I think it would be really good for your relationship. And really, anybody that's dealing with, um, with marriage issues right now, check that out. The link on Calvary Aurora. It's with Dr. Emerson Egericks. And uh, I always pronounce his name wrong. I don't know if that's how you say it. But uh, the Love and Respect Marriage Conference is coming up in the middle of February. I don't know all the details off the top of my head right now. Also, for our church, we have a, a marriage conference, a marriage retreat, actually, that we're doing um, with several other churches in the area the, the weekend after that. And so um, if you're dealing with, with issues in your relationship with your spouse, I highly encourage you to get plugged into that conference. Or if you're from um, our church, check out the, the marriage retreat that we've got going on or maybe one of the other churches. You probably know about that as well. So 
We are now going to go to Mary on line one. Mary, welcome to Calvary Live. Hi, Pastor Nate. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Pastor Nate, I need prayer on wisdom, on uh, running my household. I take care of my 87-year-old mother and my brother in Christ, who is only a brother in Christ, who has been in our family like an adopted brother for 27 years, helps me to take care of my mother and also um, my son and his girlfriend. But I am asking God for wisdom on running my household, Um, from everything to paperwork to taking care of her and to dealing in in Christ's love, because sometimes I I have, like, these anger issues, and I know it's not good. So I just need prayer. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would I would love to pray with you. I'd be honored to pray for you. Um, and the, the brother in Christ that you mentioned, are, you're caring for him as well? No, he helps me to care for my mother. He's like a oh, son okay. to, my mother, to my mother. He's been in our family for um, about 27 years, so he's like a brother to my sister and I, and a son to okay. my mother. So, yeah, yeah he okay. helps me take care of her and run the household as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, let, let's let's come before the Lord together. Okay. Father, I just lift up Mary to you, and just as she is caring for her mother, Lord, and I, I know that that can be such a challenging thing, um, just as parents age and they, they can't take care of themselves any longer, Lord, it can be really very challenging to see them, just to see them in that, that failing health, but then beyond that, to actually have to be the one to care for them. And so I pray for Mary right now, that you would give her strength, that you would give her encouragement, Lord, that she would just have the courage to know that she is right where you've called her to be right now, Lord. Thank you. That, that she gets to, Thank you, to to love on her mom, that she gets to um, to, to share your love with her mom, Lord, that yeah. she gets to, to be your hands and feet caring for her mom through this time. And as she faces discouragement, Lord, may you build her up by your spirit. May you strengthen her and just give her supernatural strength to face the challenges that are ahead of her. I also pray for her friend that's been helping her out with this, Lord. I pray that you would encourage him as well. And just as they're kind of adoptive siblings, Lord, that as they care together for their mom, that you would just work miraculously in this situation, Lord, that you would bring them supernatural strength and encouragement and wisdom, Lord, just that there's this recurring theme today of wisdom. And so I just pray for wisdom for Mary and for her friend and pray that you would just guide and direct the decisions that they make. And so we bring all these things before you in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, you too, Mary. All right. Got just a couple minutes here before the break, so I'm going to take a quick look at the text line and see if we have anything coming up here. Hold on one second. Sign zero three thousand or text seven two zero three three six eight nine seven. Okay, let's see. Um, one person has texted in actually from Baltimore, Maryland. That's great. Glad to have you on the program with us. Said, I love your program. My question is after Jesus spent about 40 days after who was with him when he ascended up to heaven. So who was with him in the moment that he ascended to heaven? Um, I think is the question because nobody ascended with him. You see on in that moment, um, Jesus standing with his disciples 
And so the, the question, the answer would really be his, his disciples in that moment. And so um, as we look at that, you, you can see that in um, Acts chapter 1. And so Acts chapter 1, when you look there in Acts chapter 1, it's, it's a group of disciples that are with him. And so it, it doesn't say um, specifically a, a group, I don't believe. Let me just double check here. The disciples with him. Okay, here we go. Um, Acts chapter 1, and you see in verse 9, so there's the whole setting when he's there and he encourages them and he says um, that you should receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then he says, while he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as he be they went up, behold, two men stood behind them, beside them in white apparel, who also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? And so you see the disciples there with him. All right. We are coming up on the break, and we'll be back with you shortly. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. All right, welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar over in Lakewood, Colorado. Taking your calls today, filling in for Pastor Ed. You can call with your questions at 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897. I'd like to welcome our Hope FM listeners in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. Thanks for being with us today. We got a text from Maryland today, so uh, encouraged by that. What a blessing to be able to, to reach across the nation. So we've had a little bit of a theme today, uh, wisdom, wisdom being the theme, and lots of prayers looking for wisdom. And I just want to share from you from James chapter 1. In James chapter 1, verse 5, he says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives it to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And so when we are looking for wisdom, whether it's in a situation or just in general in our life, that is a request that God says he will grant that he'll grant it liberally and without reproach. And so if that's where you're at in life, man, come before the Lord, ask him for wisdom, just as King Solomon did. God came to King Solomon in a, in a dream and said, anything you want, what would you like to have? And Solomon replied and said, Lord, give me wisdom to lead your people. That was a request that blessed God's heart. And he responded by blessing Solomon, not only with wisdom, but with riches and all kinds of other things as well. And so um, just as we had that theme today, I'd kind of like to just en encourage you with that. And so we're going to come and uh, talk to Patricia and she's calling in from Baltimore. And so uh, welcome Patricia on line one. Thank you. Hello, Patricia. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. What's your question I can answer for you today? Okay, there's two places that I've discovered in the Bible where a calf was served. And I don't see where they cooked it. And usually in other scriptures of any other animal, it's mentioned that they roasted it or whatever. 
But these two scriptures doesn't. Uh, it only mentions that they ran, got a calf, flowered it, whatever, uh, and it doesn't mention whether it was roasted, what. So I'm I'm trying to see uh, if you could uh, I don't know <laughs> explain that to me. So you're saying that there's two places that you found in the scriptures where there was a, a calf, so like a like a baby cow, that was served. But, Is that what you're? you're... Yes, yes, and it doesn't mention that it was cooked. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I, so your question is, did they actually cook the, the calf, or did they just serve it? Yes. Yeah, I would imagine that it was cooked, um, but I'd have to look and see at the, the individual uh, scriptures that you're referring to, but um, just be, because of that, I, I would think that that's something that they would actually you know, would cook, especially if it was part of an offering or anything like that, that the offering was usually cooked okay, on I'll the altar. Okay, I'll tell you the two, two One is with, uh, when Saul brought up, the, uh, went to the uh, fortune teller, so at the end uh, of that script, it tells that the Saul was fainted and he was hungry, so she went and she did what she did, got a cap. That's one of the uh, scriptures, and the other one is where Abraham but uh, the three angels visited uh, Abraham, and he ran and uh, did a little something. And so those are the two scriptures. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so the one that you're thinking of with Abraham, I know, is in Genesis chapter 18. Is that correct? Is that the one that you're talking about? Um, I had it. I don't have it in front of me now. Oh, that's okay. Um, I believe it's Genesis 18. Let me just pull that up here. Genesis 18, and that's where he had the men. Yeah, okay, that is that is it. So um, it says, And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to the young man, and he hastened to prepare it, is what it says right there. Um, okay. And so, I mean... I don't believe that they would have served it raw. I think when you read through the scriptures and you see some of those things that they would have prepared it according to the customs, they would have made it in a certain way. They just don't give us all of the details. So uh, that's okay. something that actually would have taken a long time in their day, you know, if right. you think about. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so so those those men waited a long time for that meal. But if you think about it, really in that day, you might not have had three full solid meals a day, and so you might show up somewhere in the morning, and they may not serve you that meal till late at night, and so that might be kind of what's going on in those situations. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah. really appreciate your show. I look forward to uh, listening to it. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being with us, Patricia, and uh, feel oh. free to call us back again. Any other questions you have that come up? Thank you. Take care. Uh, all right. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, we are live on Calvary Live today. Call us or text us with your questions. You can call in at 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897. We're live here on Grace FM in the Front Range, stretching from uh, Wyoming down through Colorado Springs and live now on Hope FM on the East Coast in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. So uh, feel free to call us today. Would love to answer your questions. I am Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood and uh, filling in for Pastor Ed today. So I'm going to take a quick look and see if we had any text questions that have come in. All right, here one person is asking for some prayer support for a job search. Um, been searching through s- since September. Um, absolutely. 
yes, let's let's pray for you. That's Dave. Dave, we just uh, w- want to pray for you this this afternoon and definitely in, come, bring that before the Lord. All right. Lord, we just thank you for Dave. And just as he searches for, for employment, Lord, I pray that you would give him that wisdom that we've been talking about today, that you would give him wisdom as he looks, that you would give him favor, that you would bless him in his job search, Lord, that you would provide that, that employment that you have for him. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Got a couple more text questions that have come in today. I'm going to take a look here. All right. Someone from Denver has texted in, how do I stay strong in God's path for my life? I'm currently going to school for religious studies and I'm sure of where God is going to use it, but I've prayed about it and he wants me in that path, even though my friends and wife asked me why that degree and are not encouraged by my answer that God told me to go and that he will make it work. Okay, so... um, you know, I don't personally know whether the, the path that you're on is the correct path, but I do know that as we've been sharing today, that God will give you that wisdom when you ask him. And um, for, for me personally, he usually brings that through confirmation of scripture and through wisdom. It says in Proverbs, in multitude of counselors, there is safety. And so um, I look for, for wisdom from fellow believers. That's key right there. That's other Christians who you trust, who are wise um, to, to kind of seek that. And so if you feel confident that you're doing what God's called you to do and you feel like you have some of those indicators that this is truly not what God's calling you to do, not just a feeling that you have, but you can line it up with Scripture. You can line it up with the, the counsel from godly believers. Um, you can see circumstantially God working and moving in that area. Then I think you, st- you walk forward in confidence in what God's called you to do, and um, you just stay the course. All right, I'm going to go look here. Looks like we've got a call on line one. Noah. Hello. Hello, how are you doing, Noah? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. What's your question today? So I have a question. Um, I've got into a lot of debates about um, with non-believers and people that are atheists and stuff about um, just why they don't believe in God and how they think he's, you know, evil and, you know, why if he's God, you know, how can all this bad stuff happen? And one of the big things that always comes up is about God approving of like slavery compared to slavery in American history. So I was wondering if you could help me um, just find out what the difference between the two are. Yeah, so so there are lots of different ways that you look at slavery throughout history. Typically in America, we tend to think of the forced imprisonment of particularly African slaves brought over to the United States to serve um, in an unpaid manner. They're you know, owned by someone. In biblical times, slavery was looked different depending on the time that you're looking at. And so it looked different in the Old Testament versus uh, in the times of the New Testament in the Greek and Roman cultures. And so it really depends on what time period you're looking at. But um, slavery is something that God never condones in the scripture. Um, He does give us instructions on how slaves should be treated. And I think that really comes more from the fact of slavery being something that was in existence and God giving guidelines for, hey, this is the reality. This is how these people should be treated. Um, but it, right. it doesn't outlaw slavery altogether. But, but the reality is that all of the abolitionists, almost not all of them, but, but most of the abolition, abolitionists that you've seen throughout history were inspired by their Christian faith to fight against slavery. And so... 
when people bring that kind of argument to me about, oh, well, Christians and the, and the Bible condone slavery, the reality is the Bible never condones slavery. Um, right. it, it, it's something that God doesn't, doesn't condone at all. Um, and the reality is that the opposite really is true, that, that without the Christian faith, we probably would still be, I mean, it, it, take, take Christianity out of it, pretend it doesn't exist, whatever, slavery would be a much bigger problem today than it is. Well, in fact, it, it, it is even now a big problem. We just don't see it as much here in, in the states on the outside. But um, there's a few places that you can look at where we see how slaves were to be treated. Um, I don't know if you'd like to find look at some of those scriptures specifically that might help you a little bit. You can look in Ephesians chapter 6. Um, it talks about how masters are to treat their slaves. Uh, you also see that in Colossians chapter 4. Um, and really, it's talking about kindness and, and, and treating them well. But the reality is that in those situations, the, the slaves that were the, to those masters at that point, they were in a position that they could own their, their freedom. They were, um, they were either in debt, and so their slavery was paying off their debt, or they were in a situation where they could actually earn their freedom. And so it was a little bit different than what we tend to think of in terms of slavery. Okay. Yeah, because I I hear that you know that argument all the time about this. I mean, I hear all sorts of stuff about how you know God condones this and and that and um, and that's what I've read too is that it's like paying off of a debt or something. But people I think are taking it like out of, either out of context or whatever you know, and so they're kind of getting like the wrong idea about it or the wrong message. So right. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going on. And really, you know, here's here's what I find with non-believers. Um, a, a lot of times is they will look for any reason not to believe. And right. something that's easy to attach onto, well, well, slavery was allowed um, according to the scriptures. Well, it, it wasn't encouraged. It was something that was, this is the reality of the culture that we're in. So in that culture, how should slavery be treated? Um, and ultimately, Paul said, if you're able to earn your freedom, you should. He, speaking to slaves, he said, you should do that. If you're able to earn your freedom, you should do that. And so yeah. um, really, I, I think that it, that's really not an argument that in my mind should hold much weight. Um, it, it's more of a, one of those things where people look at that. It's, it's kind of like when people say, well, Christianity is bad because of, um, because of the Crusades. And the reality is most of the Crusades weren't fought because of Christianity. They were fought because of political motives, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's the thing, too. It's like a lot of people, you know, they say that religion starts war, and that's why a lot of people aren't religious, and um, just all sorts of stuff. And it's all control, and it's, you know, it's all wanting people to believe in one thing and worship one person for— and like offer basically wrong reasons it's like well why can't we just live free why do we have to serve uh why do we have to serve a god you know but i'm like well we're given free will but you know they're like well if i want to go to heaven but why do i have to go about it that way right and you know i i think that it ultimately comes down to the question is there a god or is there not a god and if there right. is a god he gets to determine everything you know <laughs> it's it's it, you can question him but the reality is it's it's his choice it's his, how he determines things and the 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 reality is that we have chosen to rebel against god and so 
Um, I, I understand where they're coming from. I mean, I, I've been there myself in the past, but the reality is that when you think about it, really there either is a God or there isn't. We obviously believe that there is. And since we yep. believe that there is a God and we believe who God is, he gets to determine everything about existence. And so um, everything else kind of falls away at that point, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, well thank you, man. I appreciate you uh, answering my question for me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling in, and uh, feel free to call in again anytime. All right. We are going to uh, take another call here in just a second, but want to welcome you again. If you'd like to call in, the phone number is 303-690-3000. You can text us at 720-336-0897. Still have a f time for a few more calls today. I am Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado, filling in for Pastor Ed today. All right, I'm going to take uh, line three next with Joel. Joel, how are you doing today? Good, Pastor Nate. How are you? Good, good. Hey, uh, I have a prayer, praise report and prayer request and a question, just a quick question. Um, okay. Praise report, um, you know, remember the 5x5x5 five by five by five Bible reading plan? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I mailed a copy with a short... Uh, succinct letter to my dad, and I mailed a copy with a short, succinct letter to my mom, and my dad and my mom are both reading the Bible now. <laughs> oh, that is, uh, is this Joel Brown? Is this Joel this Brown? Is oh. This is Joel Brown. Hey, Joel, okay, okay, cool, that's awesome. Oh, praise God. Yeah, I, yeah, I love that. that. Oh, gosh, it's just so amazing, it's just, I just, tears of joy just was streaming from my face the other day when I, you know, talked to my dad, and He's like, yeah, and he even brought it up when I talked to him. I didn't even bring it up. He's like, yeah, I'm reading the Bible. I, you know, I got your letter. And I was like, oh, what do you think? He's like, well, I just started. just got the letter. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I don't want to yeah. detour him from that, but I want to, you know, maybe check in with him every week or so and just say, hey, how's it going? How's the Bible? Five by five by five thing. And, you know, but I don't want to knock him off track at all, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh -oh. That's great. Um, just just for our listeners, I want to I just want to refer to what that is. Um, if you're if you're listening today and you're like, what is that? The five by five by five. Uh, this is a reading plan that was put together by the Navigators, and what it does is it takes you through the entire New Testament over the course of a year, and uh, we pass these out to everyone at our church. Um, and of course, there's there's the whole Bible in a year plans, but really this is for the person that's having a hard time just getting into their Bible. And so um, they, they've come up with this plan, five by five by five. It's five minutes a day, five days a week. And then there's five key things that you take away from it. And so uh, if you're in a spot where you're having a, a hard time really engaging in your Bible study or you're not spending the time that you'd like to do, this is a great place to start. You can just Google five by five by five Bible plan and um, you'll find the link there. It's on the Navigator's website and some few other ones as well. So. Um, Awesome. Well, that's man. What a what a praise report, Joel. That's awesome. Praise God. I know. Isn't that amazing? I was just, I just I, I don't know if I told you at church, but I just really wanted to share that, especially to all the listeners on the radio and all the prayers yeah. we've been praying for my dad and mom over the past I don't know how many years. I've been going to Calvary Belmar almost four years now, and it's finally finally coming to fruition. It's amazing. Yeah. Praise the yeah. Lord. Um, so I also awesome. want to ask you um, to pray for. I mailed my brother Bruce. He's kind of having a hard time finding his way to quote my dad, because uh, he's a self-professed atheist, but like my dad says, you'll never find an atheist in a foxhole. Um, but he uh, he quit his job because he was just sick of it, and he's just trying to figure out what his calling is or purpose in his, is in his life. And I told him about 
48 Days to the Work You Love by Dan Miller. Have you heard of that book? Uh, no, I actually I haven't heard of that one. I actually read it, and um, it's really cool. I mean, I, I shouldn't have said anything about God, because now that I said that there's a couple of sentences in there about God, you probably won't read it. But either way, it's like it helps you just take a look at your goals, dreams, passions, uh, ambitions, and your skills, talents, and abilities, and it helps you, like, narrow it down to, like, uh, just a few different vocations and careers and jobs. It's really, really cool. It's such an awesome book. It's one of the coolest books I think I've ever read in my life. It's called 48 Days to the Work You Love by Dan Miller, if there's any listeners out there. Um, And if you could just pray for my brother to re-aid to just curiosity get the best of him, because I mailed it to him from Amazon, and he has it, and I just... You know, he texted me on my birthday on on Tuesday, and he, you know, I can tell he doesn't want to call me because it's probably going to come up in conversation. But just a that you know he reads it, and b that he ultimately comes to know the Lord. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, let's definitely let's lift that up. And I didn't know your birthday was Tuesday, by the way. Mine was Wednesday, so happy oh, birthday! No, wow, happy birthday, Pastor Nate. Yeah, happy birthday to you. All right, well, let's let's pray. Your brother's name is Bruce. Is that right? Yeah, Bruce Brown. Uh, okay. Lord, we just lift up Bruce to you. And Lord, I thank you for Joel's heart for his family. I know I've heard of his heart for his dad. And I just pray that, that this this passion that he has to see his family know you and follow you and walk with you, Lord, that it would just, it would, it would speak to them. It would speak to their hearts, that they would see the love that he has for them. And Lord, I pray for Bruce. I pray that you would soften his heart. I pray that you would break down the walls that he's put up. I pray that whether it's this book or something else, Lord, that you would just break through those barriers that he's put up between you and him. I pray that you'd put some Christians in his life that would speak to him, that would speak truth to him. I pray that you would um, just make yourself unescapable to him in this coming time, Lord, and that he would be forced to make that choice. And so um, I just pray for the work of your spirit in his life, Lord. I pray for your spirit upon Joel as he ministers to his brother, that you'd give him the words, that you'd help him just to know um, how to most effectively uh, preach your gospel and your truth to him. And we pray all these things together in Jesus' name. Amen. Joel, you still with us? And just the last thing real quick, can you um, tell me, I, uh, I never got any information or email about the men's breakfast and man meal on Saturday? Oh, yeah. Um, yes, I will make sure somebody sends that to you. I'm sure they have your, I'm sure Jen has your contact information. I'll make sure we get you that. Okay, awesome. Thanks so much, Pastor Nate. All right. All right, Joel. Have a great day. All right. This is Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar filling in for Pastor Ed today, taking your calls and your prayer requests and your questions. We've been talking about wisdom a lot today. I'm going to take a a call here next. It looks like um, line two is Kurt. Kurt, welcome to the program. Kurt, are you with us? I'm not hearing Kurt. Okay. Oh, all right. So we lost Kurt. Kurt, feel free to call back. We still got a few more minutes if you'd like to get that question in. I'm going to take a quick look here at the text questions. Let's see here. Okay, there's another text that's come in, um, someone dealing with a broken heart and divorce and um, just 
really messy, sticky family situation. I'm not going to read the entire thing on the air, but um, just for this person right now, Lord, I just pray for your peace over them. They've got a broken heart. Um, they, they, as they're saying, they have so much to be thankful for, but they can't focus on the goodness of God through this time, Lord. And so I pray that you just bring strength and healing for them. I pray that you would just show them your goodness, Lord, that you will never leave them nor forsake them, that you'd bring them peace and comfort in this time. In Jesus' name. All right. Um, got Steve on line one. Steve, welcome to the program. Steve, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. I had a prayer request today. Sure. What, what can we pray for? Well, my, my, excuse me, my wife had surgery last week. She's in um, recovery and long recovery, and she's having a lot of pain. And I'm not able to be there because um, I have no time off at work. So she's kind of on her own, and she's uh, you know kind of getting um, uh, on. It's hard to tell when other people have pain, how long it's going to last or how severe it is, but she's really kind of um, depressed on the, the amount of pain she's having with this. So I kind yeah. of like prayer for that. Okay, sure, absolutely, no problem. Um, would love to, would love to pray for her. So she's had surgery. She's currently in the hospital. Is that correct? No, she it was uh, outpatient surgery, okay. rotator cuff uh, repair, but I'm told that the recovery is a long term. But she's, okay. you know, you're not sure how to measure how much pain is she's, is that normal or is that a little bit more than normal? And I'm not sure. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, let's bring it before the Lord. Thank you. Lord, I just lift up Steve to you. And just as um, he's, he's got a, a heart for his wife, Lord, and for the pain that she's in, Lord, I pray that you would first just show him how best to minister to her, Lord, how he can best love her and meet her needs in the midst of this trying situation. He can't be there in terms of time because of work, Lord, but I pray that you would show him how he can be there uh, through emotional support and prayer or encouragement, Lord. Just just work through him by your spirit to minister to her. I pray that you would encourage her through him. And Lord, I pray for her as well, Lord. I pray for complete speedy healing for her her rotator cuff um, that she's had surgery on, Lord. I pray that the, the pain would be minimal, Lord. I pray that you would um, come in and just work in her body and just bring complete healing, Lord. And in the meantime, Lord, as she's facing this pain and the struggle and the trial of this, Lord, that she would press into you, that she would find her hope and her peace in you through this time, Lord, knowing that you're going to bring good even through the pain that she's facing right now, Lord. And sometimes our, our, our prayer is so quick to get past the trial, Lord, and often it's through the trial that you bring the blessing. And so I pray that you would just reveal to her the blessing that you're working in and through this, and the same for Steve, Lord, and just bring them your peace and your rest through this whole process, Lord. And we pray this all together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Thank you. All right. Well, you're listening to Calvary Live today. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. Taking your calls. We might have call time for maybe one more call today. Phone number is 303-690-3000. Text at 720-336-0897. And so um, I have one more text question here. It looks like I'm going to take real quick. Let's see. First John seven okay so um, someone is asking for information background information on first John no on yeah first John 5 7 
And so I'm going to pull up 1 John 5, 7 real quick. Um, but that this is one of those verses that is found in the New King James and not in some of the other translations. And so this, this kind of opens up into a bigger conversation that I'll try to address as briefly as possible uh, about Bible translations and how some of those are put together and how they work. And so um, here, here's the thing. With 1 John 5, 7, you see, I'll go ahead and read it for us. It says, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. And um, this is a, a, a very clear reference to the Trinity. Um, however, there are some manuscripts, older versions of um, some of these, these scriptures that do not have this one in there. And so when you look in some Bible versions, you'll find that that verse is not there. And some people, you know, you're reading through and you're like, wait a second, why is this verse not here? What's, what's the deal with that? Well, the reality is that some of the recently found manuscripts have different parts of scripture in them than some of the other ones that they were kind of pieced together. And so um, sometimes people have questions about, okay, well, can I, can I use this, this specific one for this application that I'm in? And here's the deal. It, it is the word of God. It is the inspired Word of God. You can trust it. You can lean on it. Um, you might have a, a version like the New International Version that has a couple different things. There's a couple verses actually missing in the New International Version. It's because the, the, the writers of that use a different manuscript text to create it. But you'll find that if you, as you dig into this issue that there are 99.9% .9 agreement through all of the original manuscript texts. And so that's about all that I have uh, to be able to give to that topic right now because we're coming up on the end. But if you have more questions on that, I'm sure that um, Pastor Eric would Love to talk about that some more tomorrow. There's there's a lot of depth there. And so thank you for joining us. This is Pastor Nate Morris on Calvary Live, filling in for Pastor Ed again today. You guys have a great week and God bless. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.